Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Hey there, cyberpunks. Did you know that this podcast is now being recorded live on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio? That's right. You can join me and my now co-host Logan every Saturday night for our live show. You can ask questions. You can interact with us in chat. And that is every week. Plus, after the show, we have office hours. This is my way to give back to the community. I will be answering questions about podcast creation, YouTube videos, live streaming, anything that I can do to help you guys with your own content creation. And that's every week after the live show, plus hanging out and playing some games and stuff. So come join us Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next week. The Cyberpunk Lorecast is now brought to you by our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Everyone who supports the show gets episodes early and an ad-free experience. Plus, it's pay what you want. It starts at $3 a month, and you can pay more if you'd like. Go check it out, patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Hey there, cyberpunks. Welcome back to a new episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This is a news briefing episode where we will be going over some of the more recent news that's come about in the last uh, week or two. And... I hope you guys are enjoying the show. As I mentioned on previous episodes, we're keeping to this tight, quick little episode format in order to get stuff out when it happens, as it happens, and give you little glimpses into the lore. And as time moves on and we get closer and closer to the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, we will get into a different kind of episode, most likely. Hopefully, my plans are to expand the show out to have guests and even details about the gameplay conversations and to really bring the community into what's going on with cyberpunk 2077 if you're interested in finding a community to latch onto as it is right now then you're welcome to join us at the robots radio podcast network's discord channel where a lot of different people are coming together to talk about all sorts of different things the shows like the fallout lorecast and the elder scrolls lorecast are very popular and the this discord channel just keeps on humming along and growing and growing so we'd love to have you over there check the show notes for the link in that or just just go to uh, robots radio discord just search robots radio discord on google and you will find exactly what you need so let's move into the news for this week 
Our first article we are going to reference was posted by PCGamer.com in the UK, actually. And they have an article titled, Every Cyberpunk 2077 Quest Will Be Handcrafted. So this is a specific reaction to games like Skyrim, where you end up with a selection of handcrafted quests, and then you end up with procedurally generated quests. I I guess this happens more often in something like Fallout 4. So once you use the main storyline bits and you follow through with the side quests and the main quest line, you can always go back to somebody like Preston Garvey and find another place that needs your help. And it just turns into kind of a generic pre-rendered idea of a quest with just, it's basically just a go here, do a thing, come back, get a reward. There's not really a, a major story connection to that. Now the devs at CD project red have confirmed that there are no procedurally generated quote radiant quests. I guess that's the phrase they use in the industry. So Um, There's a quote here specifically from the quest design coordinator, Philip Webb, who notes in the CD Projekt Red forums that every quest in the game is handcrafted. For us, quality is always more important than quantity, and we just couldn't deliver this quality with modules we assemble in different ways to create these random quests. We don't just want to keep people busy. We actually give them something to do that's worth their while. Now, my thoughts on this vary because I can see why a developer like Bethesda might include some radiantly generated quests for people to just kind of keep doing stuff and role playing in the world. But I can also see that those types of quests are shallow. They don't really have an impact on much of anything. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. I have to wonder when the game actually comes out if we're going to notice that it feels different from some of these other games that we've been playing because pretty much everything you do in the world is going to have some sort of consequence. Now on to other news. One of the biggest discussions over the last few weeks has been the question about multiplayer. This was posed to the developers a few weeks ago, I believe for the first time. It may have come up before that and they just weren't able to answer the question yet. But it has officially been confirmed that post-launch of the game, there will be a multiplayer component. And the developers were a little bit careful about announcing this information because they wanted to make sure that they were going to do this right. They responded to feedback from the community that multiplayer was something that people were very interested in. And so they have geared up in order to expand the game out from its original single player only focus to now also include a multiplayer element. And there's an article here from videogameschronicle.com that notes uh, Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer required extra work to make sure it fit with the lore. So that seems like really good news. Not only are they taking their time and making sure that this game is polished because this game has been years and years in development, but they want to make sure that anything they include will be lore friendly. And from somebody who does lore cast podcasts, I can appreciate that. It's nice when a video game stays true to the, to the content and the concepts in the main game. 
There's a quote here from Max Pierce, the level designer at CD Projekt Red from the Tokyo Game Show, which happened recently. And he says, I can't say too much on it, meaning multiplayer, because it's still going through its process. But it's about making sure that multiplayer fits in with the lore of the world and feels right. It's about making sure it fits in with who we are as a company as well, because story is so important to us. Plus, it needs to fit in with how we design and deliver games. That's why it was important to go through the R&D process with it, to make sure that we're not just throwing something in and that it feels like a CD Projekt Red multiplayer that has our beliefs and design philosophy. And then after that, he added, we've still got work going on and we're hiring to make sure that we get the right people for the job. The main focus is still single player right now, and we're making sure that people understand that this world is more than big enough for just single player. So I think that they have their priorities right now. I don't work at the studio. I don't understand exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but from somebody who's been playing video games for a very long time and has gotten into many different games and is a fan of CD Projekt Red's previous games, I believe that this is truly authentic. The story in The Witcher's in The Witcher 1, The Witcher 2, The Witcher 3, The Witcher games has clearly taken precedence over some of the other aspects in those games and that it wasn't really until The Witcher 3 where they really refined a lot of the actual functionality in the game because the story was always the primary pull. And I think that that's probably the right way to do it. A game with really great gameplay, but mediocre story doesn't stay with you. It doesn't inhabit your mind. It doesn't get you questioning and thinking and wanting to play through again in order to find out what happens if you do things a slightly different way. An example of this for me is Rage 2. The Rage 2 game engine is basically the same engine as Doom. It has been modified and it has been published by Bethesda and it feels absolutely great. There's no argument that the combat in Doom 2016 felt awesome and Rage 2 feels very, very similar. It really feels good. But the storyline is kind of forgettable. It doesn't really do a whole lot different than what's going on, and it kind of fits in this middle realm, somewhere between the wackiness of Borderlands, but the seriousness of other post-apocalyptic games. But it doesn't really put its foot down firmly in any one specific area. So it kind of misses the note on that. It's a lot of fun to play, But I have a feeling that a game like Cyberpunk 2077 is taking the time to not only make sure that the combat feels awesome, because so far it looks really good from the gameplay that they've shown, but that the story in the world is deep and interesting. And if they're going to put the focus on the single player first and then continue to build out the multiplayer, then I'm all for it because I have a feeling I'm going to spend probably 100 hours in this game at least when it comes out to explore the single player aspects and maybe even do multiple playthroughs. And if multiplayer comes out six months, a year later, then that's great. It's like getting a second game for free. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. 
These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Now, if you're keeping up with a lot of the news about cyberpunk, you might be wondering if I'm going to bring up the whole gender thing. And I'm only going to address it a little bit right here. The there For those of you who are not aware, there has been kind of a hubbub about the way that CD Projekt Red is presenting gender in these games. And I believe that that was a misunderstanding. Everything that I've seen about the way that they're tweaking gender. And let me explain this. I believe in the original previews they they put out about the game, there was simply male and female. Male meant that you went by he, him, and you had a deeper voice. Female, you went by she, her, you had a higher pitched voice. Binary, only two options. What they've done now is adjusted the, the system. So when you create a character, everything is tweakable. You can choose what gender you assign yourself to, what body type you want to look like, how you present yourself. And in the game, the NPCs, as far as I understand right now, do not necessarily use pronouns in the same way that we would assume pronouns today. So we'll have to wait and see more about that. I don't have all the details on it now, but what I have gathered from all the hubbub is that a lot of people are just making a lot of unbased accusations and reactionary responses. And we really just need to give CD Projekt Red a clear look on what they're doing because from the information they've shared so far, everything seems to be absolutely legit. They're giving the absolute most flexibility to character creation, and they are not railroading anybody into any specific decisions. You can choose exactly what you want. Now, on to our last story for this episode. There's been a lot of information, a lot of speculation, a lot of talk about the use of relationships and sex in this game. And in a game like Cyberpunk, if you go back and you look at the source material for something like Cyberpunk 2020, everything is not only highly stylized, but it is sexualized as well. That is part of this world. That is part of the culture. Catching the eyes of other people with your shiny augments and maybe your other physical augments that might be appealing to somebody who's interested in somebody who looks like you is part of it. So there've been questions about as you play through the game, can you have relationships with other other characters? Can you have sex with other characters? But the main question that has been posed, as we all know, is that Keanu Reeves is in the game as Johnny Silverhand. And so the question came out, can you have sex with Keanu Reeves? Well, 
The answer is here. They've responded to this. And the answer is, unfortunately, for some people who are really hoping for this, no, sorry, you can't have sex with Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk 2077. So I've rambled on a little bit. Why don't I get directly to a quote that's going to answer this a little bit more clearly? Tweaktown.com has an article where they say that Cyberpunk 2077 won't be limited to heterosexual romances. Like I said, there are going to be romances, there's going to be sex, and you can choose who you want to sleep with, whoever is willing, I guess. And maybe there's a, a charisma modifier of some sort. I'm not really sure. But this seems like it's an option. Now, according to them, you won't get down and dirty with Keanu Reeves, however. During the Tokyo Game Show, Cyberpunk 2077 level designer Max Pierce, who we already mentioned, said Keanu plays a crucial role in the game. But as for the option to romance him, I don't believe you can. Now, are they just putting a hard no on this because this is a known Hollywood icon? Or does this actually give us a hint into who Johnny Silverhand is in the game? I have a theory here that the Johnny Silverhand that you are seeing in the game is a digital recreation of the character. As we know, supposedly Johnny Silverhand passed away. So he shouldn't actually be alive in this game. Now, they never did find his body. That was something that I brought up in a previous episode. But chances are that he is no longer alive in the world of 2077. If he was, he would be a lot older looking than he looks in the, in the gameplay that they've shown so far. My guess is that Johnny Silverhand is connected into your neural network somehow through either downloading his consciousness into a computer or an AI representation that is based on that character. So it would make sense that you can't actually have a romantic relationship with a character that only exists digitally in your mind. That's the news for these last few weeks. Please stay tuned for future episodes of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Again, I am your host, Tom or Robots, and thank you so much for tuning in. If you are enjoying the show and want to contribute any bit of help that you can possibly do, that would be awesome. Please tell a friend, tell other people that you're playing cyberpunk RPGs with, tell other people you want to play these games with in the future that this podcast is here and that we are discussing things up until, up until when the show, when the show, when the, when the game comes out. And then even then after that, we will be diving into more and more topics about cyberpunk 2077 as we get to learn more and experience more. If you'd like to uh, leave a, a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be extremely helpful in getting the news out there for people who want to listen. If you're interested in learning more about the Robots Radio Network and the other shows that I do and some of the other hosts on the network do about all sorts of awesome things, check out robotsradio.net. And one last thing before I go, I have made a personal goal for myself to not only grow these podcasts that I've been working on and this Robots Radio Network that I've been uh, growing. We have 16 shows on the network now. But to blend the podcast world into the game streaming world and grow my Twitch channel, I have a personal goal 
I'm already an affiliate at Robots Radio on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash Robots Radio, and I've been streaming almost every night at 9.30 p.m., 6.30 Eastern. I'm sorry, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 p.m. I'm going to leave that in there because that's funny, Um, and also on the weekend sometimes. So if you guys want to come hang out with me, please do so. But my personal goal is by the end of the year, by the end of 2019, by the time we hit 2020, which is a significant date, in the cyberpunk lore, I would like to reach partner status on Twitch. So if you want to get more robots content, if you want to hang out with me and the other people in the discord who also hang out in the stream at night, I've been playing all sorts of different games and I will definitely be jumping into cyberpunk 2077 upon its release. So I hope to see you guys there. Pop in, tell me hi. And otherwise, you know how to reach me. All right, cyberpunks, stay safe in Night City. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell. <laughs>